It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Radio that makes you think. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. Canadian media, which are largely controlled by the government, support these policies and Trudeau uncritically. In Nova Scotia, protests against Justin Trudeau's vaccine mandates are now banned by law. Rarely has a nation changed this quickly or more unequivocally for the worse. And last week, thousands of Canadian truckers reached their limit. A convoy of truckers converged on the capital city, Ottawa, to demand peacefully, cheerfully, but persistently an end to Justin Trudeau's tyranny. Justin Trudeau's response to this display of democracy, he fled the city. Trudeau evacuated his official residence and hid in an undisclosed location. He is still cowering there tonight. Will he come back? Has he abdicated? Will Canada be ruled by a junta of truckers? Wow, uh, that is a little of uh, Tucker Carlson's take on what's happening in Canada and Ottawa. It's unbelievable. Thousands of truckers have shown up and then thousands of Canadians have shown up demanding and then all the mandates and all the restrictions, the masks in schools and what they're doing to the kids. Much like what you're experiencing here in America, much like the UK frustrated until their scandal ridden prime minister realizes he's got to lift everything. Much how Denmark felt until they decide to lift everything. How soon do they do that here and the idiocy of what's happening Dr. Gad Saad, uh, Saad joins us now, professor of marketing Concordia, evolutionary behavioral scientist, his specialty, best-selling author of The Parasitic Mind. He also has, uh, you can see him on YouTube. You could also see, get his podcast, Dr. Saad. Uh, Gad, welcome back. Oh, so good to be with you, Brian. Thank you for having me. So what is your take on what's happening in Canada? Uh, it's insane. I mean, uh, today was the first day I was just speaking to your producer offline. I went to work this morning at a cafe. It's the first time that I've been able to go and work from outside my house for the past uh, month. Uh, until recently, they just lifted it. All the cafes were closed. All the restaurants were closed. All the gyms were closed. You couldn't walk your dog at night. There was a curfew until they reversed that policy. So it's insane. We really are living in a Kafkaesque slash Orwellian world. It's grotesque. But why would you guys tolerate that? Uh, Well, I mean, I guess most people are uh, pathologically apathetic. Many people are cowardly, so they'll complain privately. But when it comes to them putting their necks on the line, they don't. I mean, that's the problem that I see in academia for the past two decades. Right, Brian? I mean, I received... Thousands of emails from professors saying, thank you so much, Dr. Saad, you keep me sane, but please, if you're going to read my email on your show, please don't mention my name. So if I can't get you to be courageous enough to simply publicly stand with me, how can I get you to topple these governmental mandates? It's almost an impossible feat. So these truckers have shown up. What's the result been as they ringed Ottawa? It's more than truckers now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just yesterday, Brian, I had uh, one of the spokespersons of the uh, Freedom uh, Convoy. His name is B.J. Dichter, whom I've known for many years, who happens to be Jewish. Now, why am I saying this? Because uh, Trudeau and the mainstream media is basically feather and tarring everyone who's participating in this convoy, you know, as being Nazis and extremists and science deniers and they're white supremacists. The reality is that there are liberals there, conservatives, black, white, gay, straight, it really defies any demographic pigeonholing. But, of course, the government relies on the fact that most people are cognitively lazy. So if they tell you that these are just a bunch of trucker extremists, 
you'll nod your head and quietly believe it. So I want you to hear this guy, Rick Wall. He, he plays to what you're saying. He's a trucking company owner, and he's, he's describing what's it like on the ground in Ottawa. Cut six. Our federal government and our prime minister is, is completely out of touch at this point. I mean, he, he does not have the best interests in mind, uh, not of the general public. They might be a small minority that may still support what he's doing, but the general, the, the general mass of, of Canadians, uh, they're just completely done with this narrative. We're just tired of it. We just want our lives back. And most importantly, we just want, we just want to be able to have the right to provide for our families. And uh, that's being uh, ripped away from us. And we're, we're not going to stand for it anymore. I mean, do you, that's a sentiment that I think that I'm seeing in the sound bites that I'm seeing for coming from Ottawa. Obviously, I'm in New York, but I really believe that March 1st, that they're going to hit Washington, D.C. with the same thing. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, when people speak up, you know, in unison, the silent majority can't take this anymore. This is we're entering year three. I mean, if I just tell you about some of the mandates at my own university, Love right? Department, the departmental meetings are still being held via Zoom, but we are now forced to go back to, uh, you know, in-person teaching. Now, I'm more than happy to go back to in-person teaching, but why are the departmental meetings still via Zoom? The virus doesn't spread when we are uh, 20 professors in the room, but it spreads when I have to face 100 students Amazing. in another room. So, so the amount of ad hoc, and I don't think all of these mandates are due to, you know, uh, a priori uh, diabolical intent. It's just a, a measure of the ineptitude of these governmental agencies, and we just quietly sit there and take it. It's unbelievable. And right now, he says he tested positive for the virus. He was swept away for his own safety. I mean, I can't even look at this guy. I don't even know him. But his policies make me sick. His self-righteousness, politically correctness makes me ill. Here he is talking about the difference between the right protest and the wrong protest. Cut 14. There is a right to protest. There is a right to make your voices heard loudly and clearly. There is not a right to shut down our democracy, our democratic processes. There is not a right to abuse, intimidate, and harass your fellow citizens. And that's not happening. There might, he says there's some like insidious people that have infiltrated inside. But for the most part, these people are peaceful. Right. You know, I used to, uh, one of my quotes about Trudeau has, has become now a viral meme. Let me just kind of try to summarize it, paraphrase it. I basically argued a few years ago that if you took all of the undergraduate students that I have taught in my now nearly 28 years as a professor, and you rank them according to intelligence, the dumbest student that I've ever taught is about 100 to 1,000 times smarter than Justin Trudeau. Now, I used to say that, you know, m many of his positions were due to imbecility uh, or his ineptitude, whereas now I truly think that he is a diabolical creature. He's been parasitized by all sorts of idea pathogens that are, you know, truly detrimental to individual dignity, to freedom. And uh, what amazes me is that not only did we elect him once, not twice, but three times, at what point do you start thinking Canada is a lost cause when it never autocorrects from its past bad decisions? It's unbelievable. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. So people should know, I'm talking to Dr. Gad Saad. He's calling us from uh, Canada. We called him, I should say. Just for your background, you used to live in Beirut till 1975. Uh, in terms of the Olympics, your brother competed in the Olympics, so i got to get you on that. 
Uh, I also want to get you on uh, what it means to, uh, I guess, the Holocaust, because it means what I thought we all agreed on. It was an, an attempt to annihilate the Jews, but not according to Whoopi Goldberg. Cut 39. Let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No, it's well, not about race. It's, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. Is that what uh, the Holocaust was? Oh, she is. She is just unbelievable. This woman. I mean, really. Uh, if when Jesse Smollett experiences a full hoax of a crime of a hate crime, then everybody starts crying and, you know, sending their empathetic messages to him. But the wholesale eradication of a people on an industrial scale level, you know, that was just against humanity. It had nothing to do with racism. She's unbelievable. You know, in, in science, there's the concept of epistemic humility, right? So, for example, I know what I know, and I know what I don't know. Regrettably, the people on The View know about everything, right? They have no epistemic humility, so they can spew all kinds of nonsense. And then once in a while, they will, you know, claw it back and apologize. She's grotesque. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And she tried to apologize. Tell me if you're buying this. Cut 40. I feel being black when we talk about race, it's a very different thing to me. Mm -hmm. So I said that I, I felt that the Holocaust wasn't about race. People were very angry and they said, no, no, we are a race. And I, I, I understand. I understand. I, I felt differently. So do you, do you, do you, do you do the Jewish community accept that apology? Uh, listen, one has to be uh, gracious and accept when someone does something wrong. So fine, yes, I accept it. I mean, it's not as though she's committed a capital crime. Let's be gracious about it. But you, earlier you mentioned about my history in Lebanon and my brothers uh, being an Olympian. We left Lebanon uh, because we are Lebanese Jews who were going, you know, we were going to be executed at any moment. My brother had to leave Lebanon prior to the war because he was visited by some uh, Lebanese folks who said that it was time for him to retire because it wasn't really looking good for the optics for a Jew to continuously win the Lebanese championship. So he moved to France to pursue his career, and yet he was gracious enough to represent Lebanon in the 1976 Olympics when he had left Lebanon. So I don't need to hear about uh, Whoopi Goldsberg whining about American racism when someone like me, growing up as a child, didn't know whether I was going to live from second to second. But that's the problem with the West right now. Everything is judged according to an orgiastic competition of who's the greatest victim. While I was a true victim, Whoopi Goldberg wasn't. Get over it. Be gr grateful for what you have and stop whining. Understood. Very good point. So I got to bring you to... Then we have a debate in this country now. Should we really care about the Ukraine? Uh, should we be focusing there instead of on China? Uh, what is your take? I mean, in the in the ranking of global threats and, you know, where we should, you know, I, I don't worry about my cholesterol level if my uh, hair is on fire. And so to use that analogy, China is currently my hair on fire. So we should be a lot more worried about what China is up to than whether we should intervene in Ukraine. Now, if we are going to intervene in the Ukraine, then at least be consistent and worry about your own borders. But apparently the United States and Biden care a lot more about the 
territorial integrity of the Ukraine than they do about that of the U.S., that doesn't sound consistent to me. I do worry about the reconstitution of the Soviet Union. And the fact is they absorb the Ukraine and get those ports and get the natural resources. They turn around and try for the Baltic states. We might have another formidable foe as opposed to the oil and gas driven economy of Vladimir Putin. Don't you agree? I do agree. Uh, so there's no question that those are serious concerns. But again, in sort of the hierarchy of who is our greatest foe now, I think that uh, uh, Russia, even if it were to reconstitute itself among you know greater Soviet Union, would be minuscule compared to the threat that China currently uh, is meting on the world. Gad, two more topics. Number one is China. We're going over there. We know the, the, the millions of Muslims, the kids that have been separated from their families, uh, genocide is actually taking place there. We know what they did to Hong Kong, what they're threatening to do to Taiwan, what they did to the world, essentially poison us all or try to. Should we be competing in the Olympics? I think it's a dreadful idea. I, look, the, the penalties for what, what China has unleashed on the world should be much greater than a symbolic penalty. But at the very least, we have the ability to say, you know what, there are consequences to your actions. Now, I'm not implying that whatever happened in China was willfully duplicitous, but even if it was accidental, there weren't the right measures there set up for all the type of viral research they were doing. So the least that we should be doing is boycotting the Olympics from my view. Uh, and lastly, uh, Joe Rogan yesterday uh, came out and explained himself, or was it Sunday when he released it, came out and explained himself and some of uh, the misinformation he's been claimed to have been relaying. All he's doing, in my view, is asking questions, and they say he's spreading misinformation irresponsibly. He's got very, he's got some people who are extremely high-credentialed, Coming in, with still one of which has six patents, as it has to do with mRNA, Dr. Malone. Here's what he said in a very, I think, humble address yesterday. Here's a portion of a Cut 17. Do I get things wrong? Absolutely, I get things wrong. But I try to correct them. Whenever I get something wrong, I'm not trying to promote misinformation. I'm not trying to be controversial. I've, I've never tried to do anything with this podcast other than just talk to people and have interesting conversations. And that's the approach I got. You've been on there before. Do you have a different take? No, I'm fully in agreement. Look, I've, I've been on Joe's show many times. I just released a few days ago a clip uh, which I titled Joe Rogan versus Neil Young and uh, Tom Cruise. And the reason why I included Tom Cruise in the mix is because remember that Tom Cruise is the guy who used to say, well, look, Scientology has the cure for psychiatric ailments, right? Uh, you don't. There is no such thing as psychiatric disorder. You simply have to, you know, take vitamins and exercise, and you'll you won't have any psych psychiatric uh, ailments. Well, we didn't cancel him. We didn't say he's not allowed to speak in a free society. You have to allow people to uh, state falsehoods, to be racist. Look, I'm Jewish, Brian, and, and who, who escaped execution in Lebanon. I support the right of Holocaust deniers to spew their nonsense. So uh, in a free society, the way we adjudicate between competing ideas is by letting them all compete in the battlefield and then may the best idea win. So it's terrible that we are seeing now the penchant where we feather and tar anyone with whom we disagree as being a promulgator of misinformation. It is grotesque, and it will only lead to downstream very nefarious effects. Dr. Gadsad, thanks so much. If people want to find your podcast, where do they go? 
Uh, well, uh, it's the sad truth with Dr. Sad. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's everywhere. Or on my YouTube channel. It's the sad truth. You can find me. Please subscribe and support the channel. And if you have some time, please free Canada. <laughs> I'll do my best. Thank you. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.